Wolfgang von Goethe numbers amongst the top most recognizable names in German literature, if not the most recognizable, besides Martin Luther. He, along with Friedrich Schiller, helped to form what became known as Weimar Classicism, or Der Weimarer Klassik. There is so much that could be said about this period, about Goethe's break with an aesthetic realism, about Schiller's contention with him for the incorporation of emotion into their philosophy, how it helped pave the way for unifying national sentiment across hundreds of individual states yet to incorporate into what we now understand as Germany. Goethe's take on the Faustian legend presented a fundamental mythology on the duality of humanity many years before Frankenstein, Jekyll and Hyde, and the portrait of Dorian Gray were even conceived of, let alone written, his works have even influenced this show. Our brief discussion about the Neuen Line des Jungen Bay takes its name after a Goethe novel, aptly named Die Leiden des Jungen Wertes. Johann Wolfgang von Goethe fundamentally altered the landscape of history, and in no small part to his own self-assurance and his genius. In terms of God, however, Goethe is no saint. Todeslied eines Gefangenen von Johann Wolfgang von Goethe Kommt nur kündlich, kommt nur alle und versammelt euch zum Schmauser, denn ihr werdet mich mit Treuen, mich mit Hoffnung nimmer beugen. Seht, hier bin ich, bin gefangen, aber noch nicht überwunden. Kommt, verzehret meine Glieder und verzehrt zugleich mit ihnen eure Anherren, eure Väter, die zur Speise mir geworden. Dieses Fleisch, das ich euch reiche, ist ihr Toren, euer eigenes, und in meinen inneren Knochen steckt das Mark von euren Anherren. Kommt nur, kommt mit jedem Bisse, kann sie euer Gaumen schmecken. Nach dem Brasilianischen von Johann Wolfgang Goethe. This poem is very strange for a few reasons. First, it deals with a rather unpleasant subject, that of cannibalism. And secondly, what language in the world is Brazilian? Well, as the Frankfurter Zeitung so truly relates its own son's mysterious work to the world, they bring forward the translation of Michel de Montaigne's essays, in which nearly word for word this same act is described. It only helps that Montaigne himself related this story from a supposed eyewitness to the event in the New World. So, a series of translations, and maybe fabrications, is what Goethe might have found facing him, and, for lack of linguistic anthropological studies in 18th century telephone games, we get Goethe's transcription into a beautiful trochaic quatrimeter. And, of course, in 
Goethe's remarkable genius, maybe a little more metaphor than we bargained for. Then ihr werdet mich mit treuen, mich mit Hoffnung nimmer beugen. There is a pride contained in the words here of the captured, a pride that will not be sacrificed at cost of threats or hope. What does this mean, that neither hope nor threats can sacrifice this individual spirit? Ah, the spirit. Goethe, in his works, often refers to an inclassifiable human spirit. Take, for example, Faust, in which the spirit of a man is consistent throughout himself without regards to his physical form. True, yes, that a bet between God and the devil occurs to bend Faust's spirit towards evil, with an almost absurd deus ex machina at the end of the play to save the victim of Faust's misdeeds. Spoiler alert! Just kidding. If you read Faust, you probably understand what happens. If you don't, then please, do. But the character Faust consistently shows regret for what he has done. Take, for example, the garden scene, in which Faust's trial period is over, and he feels still so thankful for what he has been blessed with, yet debates with himself over what he is as a human. Knowing that he can leave it behind and accept his mortal fate, or he can extend this life despite knowing what lies within. This inner knowledge that we have the ability to achieve as human beings is what is exemplified here in Goethe's Todeslied. We get to see a prisoner at the last stages of his life taking pride in who he is and not being swayed by the outside world. We see someone accepting his fate and even being sardonic in his rebukes to the captors. Dieses Fleisch, das ich euch reiche, ist ihr Toren, euer eigenes. This meat I offer to you is, you saps, one of your own. This is almost reminiscent of Jesus' proclamation at the Last Supper that this bread is my flesh and this wine is my blood. The sort of sacrament to the deity within is even reflexive. The idea that humanity is created in the image of God is no doubt an image evoked to the Western European in the 18th century. This condescension of you saps can be interpreted in a multitude of ways. Perhaps Goethe is talking to the unwesternized natives of Brazil, or perhaps he is talking directly to the reader. Goethe's famous proclamation that he is decidedly non-Christian takes aim at the church's ability to replace reason with dogma. Is Goethe here critiquing the abdication of reason by 18th century Europe in favor of religion? Perhaps, but beauty is in the eye of the beholder, and, maybe, Goethe hoped to bring the beauty of unwesternized civilizations into the folds of the European aesthetic. Kommt nur könlich, kommt nur alle, und versammelt euch zum Schmauser. This line had me walking around the kitchen for a long time, repeating the rhythm over and over again until it hit me. The entirety of this poem reflects the same meter and rhythm Shakespeare uses in the opening scene to Macbeth. Double, double, toil and trouble, fire, burn and cauldron, bubble, kommt nur könlich, kommt nur alle, und versammelt euch zum Schmauser. Goethe was an unabashed lover of Shakespeare. 
even offering the German translation of Romeo and Juliet in 1812. His close friend, Friedrich Schiller, of course translated Macbeth, but it would be impossible to think that the two of them did not note the percussive rhythm displayed in the bard's opening lines to the Scottish play. Even the themes of the two episodes are similar. Unchristianized people performing a ritual that must be seen as wicked to the European eye? Yet, Goethe's poem takes us further, offering the consumption of the human form, the consumption of the godly figure, into the equation, so no prejudices against the sacraments may be made. Death Song of a Captive by Johann Wolfgang von Goethe Come just daring, come around all, and convene yourselves to supper, for you will not through this threatening, nor through hope bring me to prostrate. Look here, I am, am a captive, but I am not gravely wounded. Come indulge in my appendage, and indulge alongside with them, in the fathers of your fathers, that to me became a banquet. This meat that I offer to you is, you saps, one of your kindred, and within my inner bones is stitched the mark of your forefathers. Come, just come with every morsel, can your palates all then taste them. <laughs> Thank mm -hmm. you.